But yeah, it was important to us uh, when we opened to not cater to one specific right. crowd. Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. We are recording this episode in the heart of Chillicothe, Ohio at Old Capital Brewing to talk about the art of beer with brewers Justin Park and Seth Blewett of Old Capital Brewing. In fact, I'm quite lucky today as brewer Jenny Reed of 50 West Brewing Company is also joining us for the show. Old Capital and 50 West are neighbors here on Paint Street, and these three brewers collaborate often to produce some very interesting beer. They are currently working on a new beer for their Paint Street Posse series that should hit the taps around the time this episode goes out on the RSS feeds. Without further ado, let's get into the art of beer. Chillicothe not being a craft beer town, you know, this is the first brewery in 70 years. Yeah. It was important to us to provide, you know, a variety. So somebody that grew up on drinking light beer will have something to drink. Uh, We always have a darker beer uh, for those people. We always have a couple different varieties of IPAs. You know, we'll do ambers. uh, We'll do porters. Um, we started doing a goze, which uh, we rotate every once in a while with different fruits in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that uh, appeals to the sour crowd. We try to have something for everybody. So no matter who comes in, they can have something uh, good to drink. Very good, very good. I'm still doing some audio work here for everybody listening. We, Like I said, we are in a bar, and it's going to be noisy. There's going to be some sounds you hear that um, you may not dig too much for audio podcasts. But, you know, hey, it's what it is. It's what I love about coming out to places and doing this kind of thing. There's all kinds of different challenges. And speaking of challenges, when you uh, when you produce your beer, and this is for anybody here making beer. I mean, anybody. I don't make beer. Let me make it perfectly clear. I drink a lot of it. I just test it. That's all I'm here for. Well, drinking but, it is a part of making it, too, that's actually. Step. Yeah. That's the first yeah. step. Yeah, that's cool. So you're, you're halfway there, oh, actually. Good, good deal. <laughs> but I, I guess I want to ask, because it's, uh, it's something I've always thought about with the art of beer. How do you choose your ingredients based on a flavor profile that you're looking for? So the ingredients are like, uh, you know, our palette of paint um, or our choice of musical notes in a song. It's uh, the little pieces that we work with to come up with the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's tons of different types of grains, uh, tons of different types of hops, different yeasts, and the way you combine these things together uh, you know, is responsible for the final product. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first step is to determine, you know, where do you want to end up? What what kind of beer do you want to make? And then, you know, that kind of drives, you know, the ingredients. That, 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 that will kind of give you a good start. Yeah. So, you know, if we want to make a lager, a German lager or something, we're going to obviously have Pilsner grain in it. And then that also lends itself to noble hops, which are, a kind of a German variety of hops, very classical. So uh, the end kind of determines the beginning in a way. Very cool, very cool. So it, the aromas, do they have anything to do with it? I mean, the, the and, and the roasted malts, right? I mean, you got color comes from that. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, Jenny, what, you guys are working on a collaboration, right? We are, And yes. we're, we're waiting on yeast? 
Is that yes, right? Yes. Why, why is yeast such a little bitch about everything? <laughs> I mean, really, I got to ask. It is very <laughs> finicky. You have to take good care of your yeast because yeah. that's what finishes your beer. So if you have unhealthy oh. yeast, you're not going to get the ABV that you want. And you can also get really bad off flavors. Oh. Um, I mean, you can get like sulfur notes, even like kind of roasty, like almost smoke to it. So you have to really take good care of your yeast. If not, it can ruin your whole beer. You could do everything else right. And then during fermentation, it could essentially oh, ruin it yes. to where you're not going to. Because that's essentially what yeast it. is doing, right? It's going in and it's eating the sugars yep. and producing gas and flavor. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some flavor as well, I it think. Does, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, the one that we're getting ready to use leads to tropical flavors. They're called esters. So it's just going to be really like pineapple like big kind of citrus fruit notes. I'm really excited nice. to get to use this. Nice. I, I guess I should say, too, because we're going to put some of this online for people to see on YouTube. Two of you are dressed up for Halloween because it is Halloween downtown today, right? <laughs> yeah, it's our <laughs> annual Halloween party today. Good. It's not to be missed. So you don't normally dress like this. No, and I, I just want, <laughs> I, I want to put it out there that I didn't give Jenny the MO on this, so she has the, the voucher, the excuse to not, <laughs> not dress up. Right. I came as a podcaster today, <laughs> <laughs> a drinking podcaster. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let's get into the science of, of beer because um, I'm a big fan of, of how arts and sciences have gone together because when I paint, a, a lot of science goes into that. And I know when you're making your beer, there is a lot of science involved in that because temperature, everything. I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys do the, the talking on this because I've, I will screw it up. So please. It's like we, we all three look at each other like, who's going to take this, guys? Well, um, you got the big stick over here. Just do yeah. it. You're in charge yeah. of this part for sure. Uh, you know, the, the science aspect, I mean, a lot of science is just uh, taking observations and looking at changes and then knowing what that change indicates for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what we at OCB did, at least at the beginning, was we, you know, picked a recipe. We did it three, four, five times until we got it just right. Um, and then at the very end, we would do an A-B version of that and compare those notes, those tasting notes, so we could see what that last change was and how it impacted the, the flavor of the beer, the aroma of the beer, everything. Um, so at the base of all science, it's just observing and paying close attention and taking good measurements, taking detailed notes. Um, so we start from there. Um, and you look at the, the, the actual science of brewing, well, it's four basic ingredients, right? Water, yeast, hops, and grains. Um, you can add other things too. Like I think I've seen some chocolate cakes thrown in down at 50 West. And, we have done that, yes. Yeah, and uh, we, I think, have put in some Krispy Kreme donuts, coffee into the beer. There's all kinds of things you can add for flavoring as well. And that's just the icing on the cake so to speak. Yeah. Um, Except in Germany. Yeah, you would not do yeah. that. <laughs> no. Not, not fond of adjuncts. Yeah. Uh-huh. The no. Reinheitsgebot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a part of our recipe design, I think Justin works on a lot of the recipes. Um, we take inspiration from other artists out there who have made recipes. They share their information. Um, and we take those and we don't copy it, you know, but we make it our own. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's, it's kind of that, that neat saying about science, right? We stand on the shoulders of giants. And there's all kinds of research that's been done already. So why not start there and, and see what they've done, take inspiration from it, and then build your own. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm really excited about this collaboration because it's a, a new kind of yeast. Um, I believe it's been, well, this may, I don't know if this is going to affect people and if they're going to drink it or not, but <laughs> it's been genetically modified. So <laughs> yeah, watch out. Uh, uses the CRISPR uh, gene technology and modifies the uh, the yeast. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Um, that's it specifically in- is engineered to give us more tropical, fruity, Correct. juicy notes. It nice. is modified to have more thiol release, which is what those high ester notes are. So oh, I see. So, And when is this supposed to come out? Well, we're going to brew it next weekend. Yes. So it'll be at least three weeks from then. So about a month from now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be a tropical beer in December? <laughs> That is fantastic. Yeah, why not? I mean, like, there's also Christmas in July, so let's not exactly, flip the script here. Yeah, exactly. Not, right? Bahamas in December. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm dressed for it. Why not? <laughs> it's never a bad time for really fruity IPAs. No, yeah. no. no. Those never. are pretty hot as far as uh, the beer yeah. drinking world goes. So, Are you shooting for a particular ABV and IBU? We are. Um, we're actually going to try to do a session IPA, so it's going to be lower on the ABV, so you can drink more of them and enjoy more of them. Oh, that nice. Way, so. That is really cool. I think it's important. Uh, a lot of a lot of breweries today are doing this, and, and they're making it so that folks can come in and have a couple of different beers and still be okay for, for the rest of their day, right? Definitely. And um, I, I love big beers. I cannot lie. You know, it's my <laughs> thing, right? So it's one of them, one of them deals where it's always... You know how much how much can you pack into one thing, and and I'm I'm really bad about the the tens and twelves. You know I like those. I like mm-hmm. the stickiness of it. I like the the color. It's it's usually a stout of of, of type. Yeah. Um, Russian Imperial Stouts probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Alesmith makes some pretty good uh, beers like that. Yes, but you know it's it's just one of the things where it it draws me in a lot. Are there any plans? to do that locally with big, really big beers. Well, we do have a Russian Imperial Stout uh, called Saigoglin, and it was fantastic. We, we've brewed it once, and I'm hearing calls that it's time to bring it back. Yeah, so, we, we are going to have to do yeah, that. I yeah. missed it. I did. I'm not going to lie. I missed it. Darn. <laughs> I, I was doing some research last night, and I saw it, and I was like, wait a minute. I never saw that one. <laughs> How am I not seeing these? It I did not so. last uh, too long. I bet yeah, not. Yeah, it was popular. I bet not. So, yeah, on the big beer front, I actually currently have two big stouts in my tank right now, so they should be coming Ooh. out within the next month. So they're going to be really? highly adjunct, and they're going to be about 11% probably. Ooh. Oh, nice. I'm ready. <laughs> can't wait. And we've got the Dora uh, thing going on down here so you can go from and you're only like a block apart so mm-hmm. people who are in southern Ohio can come over and basically enjoy our downtown while having a few beers yeah if, for any of those folks trying to like you know check off some breweries on the beer trail yeah you can hit two in one city <laughs> yeah and we have a lot of people that go from one to the other. They'll send you with a Dora cup down, and they'll be finishing it up as they come in the door, <laughs> saying that old Cap sent me up here to try some good <laughs> stuff. Go. That's what I, I love that about the the brewery industry. It's like you guys just all kind of you know get along and do your thing. And I started out years ago uh, doing a lot of photography for uh, different breweries and different uh, bottle shops and things like that. And uh, that's actually how I found out about 50 West as I was going around looking for local brews. And this was probably 2012, I would say, probably 
it could have been 11, but I, th- I think maybe 2012, I got to uh, visit the farmhouse down in, near yeah. Cincinnati, and uh, everything was still done in there. The the food was done in there and stuff like that. And um, Good food, good beer. It was one of the things where I just really was pretty excited about it. And I know I got a point here, I really do. <laughs> the, uh, the idea was uh, when I heard that Chillicothe was going to get a brewery, I was excited. And then I heard about Old Capital Brewery. I got even more excited. I'm thinking... Oh my God, this is great. You know, because we don't, we didn't, we didn't have anything. And it had been what, 70? About 70 years. 70 years since Chillicothe had any kind of brewery. So I got to tell you, I'm really thankful for you guys all being here doing your hard work because I know it's hard. There's a lot of cleaning, a lot of planning, a lot of work involved in it. So tell me a little bit about that part of the process. How, how much do people have to really know about cleaning? The tanks. I mean, that's important for the yeast, right? Absolutely. Um, cleanliness is one of the most important parts. You can make great beer, but if you put it in anything that isn't been clean, kegs, tap lines, fermenters, you can ruin your beer immediately. And the same thing with like canning or bottling. If you don't do that well, everybody else could do their job perfectly. And then if it's not canned well and wow. someone gets it, it's going to essentially ruin your whole beer. There's too, so, so many things that can ruin a beer. Every yeah. step is super important. And I've heard a stat, I think it's something like 70% of the water bill for a brewery is cleaning related. Absolutely. Um, you know, we make a lot of volume of beer, right? But that's that represents only 30% of the water that we use. Wow. That's just a rough stat there. But yeah, I mean, you may see all these pictures of people glamorous shots of people pouring in hops and, <laughs> right. and doing all these cool things. But behind the scenes, uh, most of what we do is is cleaning. Hey, and going back to the farmhouse real quick, because yeah. I wanted to interject something there. Yeah, and that yeah. is that Justin and I and, and Michael, one of our other owners, uh, brewers here, um, we all made a visit down there November 15th of 2020, I want to say. Yeah, it was. Um, we went down there for our first collab. It was called Paint Street Posse. <laughs> and uh, it's Solid beer. Yes. Oh, I miss and it. I, I'll never forget that day. It was just a great moment um, getting to hang out with, uh, you know, members of the community. And uh, that that was the day, that was one of the moments where I really realized that breweries really do take care of each other. They share information. Um, heck, you know, since then, uh, Jenny's come down to, to use our, our grain mill to grind yeah. some grain and vice versa. I was like, we're short about 30 pounds on this <laughs> recipe. Uh <laughs> You got any two-row? She's like, I got you. So <laughs> it's just, it, it's such a nice community that we have. I think I've also borrowed a hydrometer from you once yes, or you twice. Yes, you did, yeah. <laughs> it's Those, like borrowing sugar. From- exactly. <laughs> yeah, you go to your neighbor's house. <laughs> These right. hydrometers are so easy to break. So, oh. yeah, I understand that. I wouldn't know anything about that. No. So creatively speaking, and this is for the writers who are listening, um, when you come up with your names, you know, of your beers, you know, that's kind of a, it's an art in of itself, right? I mean, you're looking at the ingredients, you're looking at the style, uh, the profile of everything. How do you, I mean, does it just come to you? Do you think of the word, the name of the beer first, or do you come up with it after? Well, we've experienced a whole gamut of things. Uh, there are some that kind of name themselves. Uh, one of the first kind of West Coast leaning IPAs uh, that we were working on, it ended up being Sentinel but we use a lot of centennial hops in the beer and we just kept mispronouncing it so many times <laughs> and referring to it uh, as sentinel that it just became sentinel instead of, <laughs> nice, you know what I mean? Nice. 
Do you um, have a favorite hop? I, I, I want to interject oh, there. Oh, that's like having a favorite kid. Exactly. I've asked that question to a couple of brewers, and well, all, they all say the same thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> a hop? Just one? There are tried and true hops that you can't go wrong with, though, for right, sure. Right, right. Citra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mosaic. Yeah. Zeus? Do you like Zeus at all? We use CTZ in a lot of things. That's that's a hop that has three different names: Columbus, Tomahawk, and Zeus. Really? And depending on who I didn't know packages that. Yeah. it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very good IPA hop. Yeah, oh, can't wow. go wrong with it. Okay, I didn't know that. My brother started doing some home brewing here for a while, and he he quit doing it. So I got to participate in that a few times, and I'm sure all of you did some home brewing. And I want to get back on the names too for a second, but um, home brewing. Yeah, that is that really where it all starts for everybody? I mean, it's where I started. Yeah, same hey, that, for us. Three of three brewers agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were out in his driveway every Saturday for a couple years. Yeah, uh, just perfecting, perfecting the art. Yeah, the neighbors knew what was coming. Yep, to chill a coffee. Yeah. Our mailman would stop and hang out with us. It was, <laughs> it was great. He helped us with our pumps one time. I think. Oh, I think he. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I mean, this for me, this is like sitting down with uh, Willy Wonka and everybody. So, um, I'm not going to do that. We're role. not going to turn you into a blueberry. Yeah, not either. No. So I'm, I'm probably all over the place with the questions and things and and all that. But you know, it's that's that's what the show's about. It's it's really you know having a drink with friends, you know, and, and finding out about things. We were getting back to beer names. I think yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. where we're going. Next. Yes, yeah. definitely. Do you have a Willy Wonka coming up with something? creative in it <laughs> some some uh candy flavor thing or whatever we don't dabble into to that side of things yet <laughs> right. um not with candy no yeah I, i've i've heard of uh you know brewers throwing in immense quantities of sour patch kids or <laughs> nerds or whatever right. we, we're not quite there yet no, I see. maybe one day we'll get adventurous enough a but, nerdy dip yeah, we, we've added the donuts <laughs> and i think Upcoming in this Christmas release or the holiday season release, we're going to be doing a, a sugar cookie stout. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and at 50, we just had a Halloween candy ale that was supposed to be like blue airheads. But unfortunately, it has sold. I think the oh. next thing we're going to do is an orange soda seltzer. So that should be coming soon, I think. That is cool. Yeah, I missed that one. Is that Max's cream soda birthday beer? No, that was last year. He's oh, doing a... That was um, orange coconut, right? That's yeah. what that was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Max is Bring that back. to do a <laughs> tropical um, milkshake IPA for his birthday this year. So that will be coming nice. out soon as well. Nice. Now, he's using that uh, that same kind of funky yeast that we're going to be using, yes. right? Yes, That was uh, Heliogazer is the name of this yeast. Oh, so okay. It will also be used in that beer. Max is the VP of 50 West, and you cannot miss his birthday beers. <laughs> they do not disappoint. Nice. He always definitely uh, picks some good flavors in his beers. Very so. good. Very good. Wow, there's, there's just so much we could really talk about. And I know that you guys, you, got, you have a lot going on today. You really do. I don't want to end the show just yet, but I, I really want to know what inspired that outfit. This one? Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, so the true inspiration here, this is from uh, Dragon Ball. It's yes. a Japanese anime. Um, my kids and I just started watching it, and uh, we got really hot and heavy into it. We started at the very beginning. Uh, it's a, a series that has like 130 something episodes, I think. Well, we kind of grew up on it back. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, it's been out right. since the 80s. And and, my uh, wife is from Japan, and it's something that she grew up with. Her brother and her watched it a lot. Um, they have the toys, the figurines, all that, and 
Um, that's something that I want my kids to really embrace in a way. Um, there's some things in the in the series that may not be as acceptable uh, today, but uh, <laughs> it was made in the '80s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I guess that's how you say that, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the inspiration was uh, one of my sons is going to be one of the other main characters, so we're kind of tag team in that. That's cool. That is really cool. I was looking at some of the artwork that you had on your website, and um, it's almost like the art. I, you don't can here yet, right? No. No. We um, uh, still try to keep our walk-in fed, but we're working on growth right now. That's, a, mm -hmm. that's you know, we'd like to start getting kegs out uh, into the community, but uh, we're just one step at a time right now. Yes, exactly. we're, we're doing some subtle keg distribution right now, but not. it's bit. nothing big yeah. at this yeah. point. We've, yeah. got a, we've got a toe in the water. Very cool. As far as going in the future, I know with your... Because your your artwork is quirky, I like it. Um, uh, the one with the goat, what was that? Uh, oh, that was Senator. That was our doppelbox. Yes, yeah, I love that. It was so cool. Uh, and a local artist did that too, I think. Well, we've worked with two fantastic artists, uh, Steve Patrick, and then right now we're working with Zach Boring. Oh, cool. And uh, they're Zach, both phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I know Zach. He's a great guy. Like the names. Does the art? Do you guys have a lot of input on that? There's been some more input recently, but traditionally, thus far, I've kind of uh, come up with the ideas and work with the artists to produce, you know, the artwork. Um, I, th I thought it was important to give each beer a unique identity. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the artwork, the fonts, the names, the colors, like I want everything to tie in to kind of when, you know, when you see or hear about it, it's like it, it's got, it's, it's wrapped up in a little package. Uh, and that way, when we do get to the point of maybe distribution, mm -hmm. you know, everything is already ready to go. It, it's got an identity. Mm -hmm. um, that was important to me. Very cool. Very cool. And at 50, you have such creative names that, that go into the, the things like coast to coast. I mean, a lot of folks don't realize that route 50 goes literally from coast to coast, mm -hmm. right? Uh, 3,000 some odd miles. Three, was it 3,026? I'm like, it's I can't listed remember. somewhere in 50, but I do not know that number off the top it's of my head. It's from the west to east coast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's crazy. And and a lot of the beers have the different, I guess the, the titles of the beer have something to do with a place on 50. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that uh, there's so much creativity in it, but yet the cans are understated on the art side of things. So the name really does stand out quite a bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Alex Bond does all of our art stuff for our labels, and he always does a really good job yeah. incorporating colors in the names. So he wants to definitely make the style stand out on yes. every label. So yeah. he does a great job. My my uh, co-host who couldn't make it today, and he used to compare Doom Pedal to everything, right? <laughs> his, his whole thing was, well, it's no Doom Pedal. And, <laughs> and, you know, um, but it was funny because he, he never drank before the show. So it was always... Uh, me trying to push something on him, you know, you know how it is, you know, and I keep telling him, you, you'll find the right beer because he doesn't like a lot of beers, right? It's, it's always, he'll try something and go, oh, it tastes like it's got pine cones in it, you know, or <laughs> uh, it's, it's too grassy, and, and which I'm really great, really grateful that he's picking up on these notes, that he's actually catching it because that's the beauty of the beer. There are so many different styles and flavors out there. Somebody will find something, and one of the things I hate so much about I don't really hate it. It's not really the right word. But one of the things that, that gets me going most of the time is a lot of folks who've never experienced independent breweries like you guys, 
they seem to think everything has to be an IPA. And they don't realize there's so many other things out there. Well, yeah. Uh, for a long time, I think IPAs were the preeminent craft style. Mm-hmm. So when people think outside of Miller Lite, Bud Light, they think IPA because in the 2000s, you know, when the craft beer scene was coming about, that was that was kind of the big deal, was the IPA. So anybody that that's kind of unfamiliar with craft beer, a lot of them think they're all going to be super bitter and just explosive flavors that, right. you know, hang out on your tongue. And this is just not the case. Yeah, uh, There's so much out there. You know, there's a beer for everybody. I always like definitely, to think. Definitely, definitely. Luft is a good one for people who are coming from the domestics. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's a delicious beer. You guys have anything to add to the show? Because I, I, I feel like we've gone over a lot of things. I know it's really quick. They seem to go really fast. Yeah, right? it's yeah. over already. I really? feel like we could have talked a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, because I, I might be missing stuff. You were talking about like unique beers, right? I mean, there was, uh, there's one beer that I think that kind of stands out as unique, and that is a hoppy use called Sriracha Ace. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a hop that. You know, I think not a lot of commercial breweries use because it can give like this dill flavor, a very pronounced dill. Um, and when we first started kind of messing with that at the home brew level, it was like, why am I drinking pickle juice, right? It's <laughs> like, no, thank you, right? Through iterations of uh, you know, a number of beers, we, we ended up landing on something that paired really nicely with it. We found out how to use that dill. So... Um, I think a part of the kind of the artistry of beer is is knowing what an ingredient has to contribute to the beer and knowing how to use that in a certain way. It's just like I think Justin was talking about earlier with palettes of paint, right? If I mix this red with uh, the yellow, I can get some orange. Um, so even though it may contribute red or it may contribute dill, if you pair it correctly, it's going to give you the right end combination that you want. And that's a part of the artist, artistry is knowing how all these different ingredients combine together and then the science of it is, well, how much? And then paying attention to the detail of how does that change it when I add this much or this little. Um, so I wanted to bring that back. because Yeah, that's important. I want to brew that beer again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, Secret Shogun, by the way. Yeah, is, oh is my gosh, yeah. Secret Shogun. Solid one. It's nice. unlike anything I've ever had, but it's, it's really good. I love it. Yeah. Pickles. <laughs> I just can't get past pickles. Not the vinegary aspect yeah. of pickles, yeah. but you know. Yeah. I mean, I probably like it. I mean, I like sauerkraut. I'd love for a German beer to come out that has a little bit of a sauerkraut flavor to it. I've never found one ever. We brewed it with 200 pounds of bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> can't go wrong with that. I think bratwurst. the health department might come in and <laughs> shut you down. <laughs> That's, it's creative. I don't know if I'd drink it. I don't know. Bratwurst? Honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she. God, like I say, this, this, I, I had a lot of things prepared to talk about, and um, I just I was really excited about meeting all three of you and, and going over this. And we've gone, we've gone into some of the things I wanted to talk about, but I just I really, the collaborative effort among artists is probably one of the things that Paul and I talk about a lot on this show. And... You know, when you take the art form of, of making beer and you guys are collaborating and, and you're doing things, there's got to be a synergy there like it is with everything else. And you start really putting your minds together and coming up with things. What is the biggest challenge you find? I mean, this is the hard, this is the hard question. What's the biggest challenge you have as a collaborator? 
Well, who? I, I mean, I guess who takes ownership of the beer, so to speak? Yeah. Who registers it? I mean, that would be the hardest part. Oh, really. I mean, are, yeah. are you talking about like the hardest part of collaborating with another brewery? Is yes. that what you're asking? Yes, absolutely. It's been fun. Yeah, it's just it's a yeah. good time. I feel uh, like everyone's so open, pretty much in the brewing industry. I could put a little bit of an idea out and they're like, well, I think it would be great with this aspect of it. And yeah. so it is really a collaboration. Yeah. Well, and that's the great thing is you get ideas outside of the normal box. So you, you kind of get used to a normal way of operating. But then when you bring somebody else in, they're going to say, hey, what about this? Have you thought about this? And then you, you know, it's like everything opens up and you end up with something really cool and unique. It's, it's so much fun. And, and you get a whole bunch of extra knowledge from everybody coming in together and bringing what they know and saying this, you know, right? Yeah, r real quickly, our, our 50 West uh, beer is going to be named Jenny from the Block. Um, I think it's an appropriate name because we were, we were talking about names of beers, right? And uh, and it's under this umbrella of the Paint Street Posse, yeah, right? That's the flagship for our collaboration series. And then underneath that, we're going to start highlighting the different brewers and, and whatnot. So Jenny from the Block is our first actual highlighting brewer. <laughs> Um, I also want to say you were talking about like learning more information from different breweries. Well, um, this summer I went over to Japan, visited my wife's family, et cetera. And I did get to meet up with a few breweries over there. And uh, we have maybe some plans to do a collaboration. Um, oh, cool. And we were talking about doing a, a, like a matcha beer, right? Well, who better know about matcha than folks from Japan, right? Um, so they're helping us kind of dial in what that recipe is going to be. And had we done it ourselves, uh, we may have flopped a few times. We would have found out what we wanted, but with their inspiration, with their help, I think we're probably going to nail it the first time yeah. is my, my suspicion. So they, they coming here and you're um, getting the So this is going to be a collab where, you know, we're going to share that recipe over online and we're going to oh, work cool. on it online together and yeah. then we'll, They'll brew it in Japan, and then they'll brew it here. We'll brew it here as well. Okay. Yeah, just follow the that's same recipe, tough. basically. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Pretty neat. All right. So this is where we end the show, and I'm about out of booze. I'm uh, gonna we're have to, out. So uh, you know, that's yeah. that's usually the end of the show. And and Paul, he'll take he'll take like a little bit and go, okay, it's not good. Well, you know, <laughs> every time we're somewhere else. There's more where that came from. Uh, yes. Yes. So. Where can everybody, for people who are listening, where can they find you online? Definitely the best place to follow us is Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we we post every day we're open. We'll let you know what we've got going on, what events, what beers are coming up. Uh, it's it's the easiest way to see what we're doing. Cool. That's, that's what I'll suggest. Cool. And 50 West? It's the same thing for 50 West. We awesome. have a Facebook and an Instagram, so Very all good. of our events are up there. Very good. I'll put links in the show notes for people who want to look at that and make sure you stop by come downtown Chillicothe and grab yourself a glass find a comfy chair and enjoy the beer <laughs> thanks guys thank you thank you, thank you. I think you, you you were doing a stout or two recently yeah right? I have two in my tank right now yeah we need to talk about that yeah. <laughs> yeah the people need to know <laughs> I need to know <laughs> <laughs> Please put that in there. <laughs>